everyone. Another podcast. Dave and Jeff talking to you on a Sunday. Actually, right before the NBA All-Star game. But yep. less than 24 hours since Eric Hosmer's been a San Diego Padre. And how'd you find out first? <laughs> I found out through Twitter, actually. I was coaching a 14-year-old baseball game and my phone went crazy. Yeah. People went nuts. And then I was coaching, since it was baseball, it was at the Poway Sportsplex. Yep. Everybody was talking about it. I mean, yeah, all but, of a sudden, everybody's talking about what's going on. But the point being, the guy who broke the story was Kevin Acey. How did Kevin Acey break the story? What happened? How, he you, was the you, first you, guy to have it. You give me the so the whole thing like the Union Tribune. I saw ESPN on the crawl last night said well they the came Union in. Tribune had the story first. Oh yeah, AC had it first. Um, AC had that they had the deal, so he's he's number one. Okay. Then John Morosi from Fox, and you know people go ah, what's it matter? It yeah. does matter. It does matter to these guys. Because it's you're an author, you're you're a songwriter. That's what you get paid to do. And yep. I, I we'll get into something else. Remind me later about Buster Olney and John Heyman. Okay. But Kevin was the guy initially to have that Hosmer was come to San Diego. That is big, especially when you're one week in to being the beat writer to to be the first guy to nail it. Kevin did. John Morosi from Fox was the first guy that I saw that had that it was an eight-year deal. Yeah. Now, when I see eight-year deal, Dave, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this team can't get out of their own way. Yeah. But then Scott Miller from Bleacher Report came out and said, well, here's how the deal works out. The first five years, $5 million signing bonus, and then five years, $20 million for each of the first five. And then for the final three years, $13 million a year. Uh, and Hosmer has the opportunity, if he likes, to opt out after year five. Now, do the Padres have the opportunity, too, to opt out? Or is no. it just a one-sided deal? It's only Hosmer's deal. Only has that. Okay. So you look at that, you go, all right, a five-year deal. I mean, you can look at it at the eight. The way I did it was I looked at it, I go, it's a five-year deal for 100 Yeah. And shit. I, I Dave, I... They could have screwed this thing up so much. History says they would have given him five years, 190. Look at the Myers deal. The yeah. Myers deal is back-ended. This deal is front-ended. And when you look at that, you go, all right. Yeah. Gold glove first baseman, power bat, middle of the lineup, clubhouse guy. I think people are making too much out of him being bilingual. Because <laughs> gives a shit. No. Well, I mean, when you have a lot of young Latin players yeah. coming up, you want a guy that can do it. But Hosmer himself said... I only know a little bit. Yeah. I know enough to get by, but he's not conversational. Yeah, but here, here, I mean, here, I can't say he's a guy that's going to have a lot to do with the middle infield, right? I mean, when you talk about being bilingual, usually you're talking about the Dominican guys that are playing yeah. second and shortstop. Now, Fernando Tatis, uh, uh, from what I've seen, speaks pretty strong English. Yeah, it so can't there's, speak there's, no is, there's no issue. But I'm saying if no. Chase Headley's at third, he's speaking yeah. English. You know what I'm saying? Austin Hedges, yeah. Clayton Richard. Yeah, I ask guys this question all the time about how well do you speak Spanish? And they go, enough baseball-wise. Yeah, you know? poquito. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's about it. So yeah. it, it's it's kind of funny the way it went through. Here, here's the deal, and, and I'll just go with the negative on the contract, okay? All right. Because we want him to do well. 
Uh, and yeah. when I mean when I say we, and I know you always say, I, he's not a Padre fan. Here's the deal. If he does really well, because he's one of those rare guys now yeah. that I say all the time, is he going to keep you from going to the bathroom or getting out of your seat to go buy a hot dog? Yeah, yeah. you're going to stay. If Hotspur's yeah. coming up to bat, you're going to watch him. Yeah. If he's coming up to bat on TV and you see the top three guys that are coming up, you, you're staying through the commercial break yep. to see him. I mean, why wouldn't you? It's, it's Eric Hosmer. Everybody know, around baseball knows who he is. Sure. And so it might be to the point if you ask most baseball fans around the country, can you name a Padre? He might be the first guy you'd mention now would be Eric Hosmer is that guy. Not only an all-star Team USA guy, but also, of course, being in the World Series in back-to-back years. If he does really well for those five years, Mm-hmm. you know he's going to opt out and ask for a ton. I mean, we've seen this before. The Dodgers have seen it with J.D. Drew, and mm-hmm. Clayton Richards going to do it next year. You, you, you've seen it. It's one of those, God, just when he's doing everything we hope he's going to do, all of a sudden it hurts us. I don't know. Maybe. But I think the plan is that you'll have guys coming up through the farm system. Yeah. And we do want him to do well. And really, we want that option. We don't want it to yeah. be, oh, Jesus Christ, we're paying this guy $13 million for a few years and he hasn't done jack shit. You want it to be he can opt out and you pay him what he's worth. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really funny. I look at it much more like a five-year deal and then a separate three-year yeah. deal. You, that's the way you should look at it. Yeah, that's the way I, I feel about it. I, I do think credit, which I didn't give, you tell me if you did, when Ron Fowler said that they were trying to be a little bit more creative, I kind of shrugged that off. I, I don't think that was fair to Ron. I think yeah. I, I'm, for as a fan, I'm like, shit, Ron, sorry. Legit, sorry. You were exactly right. That is so unlike any Padre contract that I've seen <laughs> because I like yeah. it. The day five years, $100 million, that's that's legit. Now you got to play baseball. And you go, what have I preached forever? Spend smart money. To me, with a guy that just turned 28, gold glove first baseman, has power. If you looked at the fan graphs thing, it said that if he had played last year at Petco instead of playing in Kauffman Field, he probably had five home runs. Um, I go, yeah, man, that's that's a leader for a young team coming into his prime. That, to me, is smart money. A left-handed bat in between, hopefully, bat. Myers and Brinfro. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, all that—that's—that's that's positive. It's all I've wanted was yeah. smart money. I hated it when I saw eight years. Yeah, when I saw how the deal was structured, I liked it a lot. Yeah, you know, it's funny because when the the story broke, and I, I joked around last night, was you know, f you to all you guys who said I didn't have a source. It, it's here's yeah. the deal. Oh, true, your guy well, had it. He did have it, and it, I think I wrote it on Tuesday last mm-hmm. week that he's going to be a Padre by the end of the week. Um, the guy who told me was a guy who's who's a producer at ESPN who was able to walk the halls and talk to all the baseball yeah. insiders. That's how it worked out that way. I didn't just you know say, hey, I got to be a guy that says something crazy because yeah. you know I've talked about this forever. I just said hey, I had some information. I just passed it along. It wasn't yeah. doing the trust me. I'm no you know Scott Miller or any of these guys. That's not what I do. That you know and I just love to shoot the shit. But it well, was good that time. It it actually worked out. So. The only thing that, uh, that as I think about it more and more, going, why is it only two teams had interest in him? I mean, to me, he seems like a guy you'd want on your ball club. I'm a baseball fan. I watch a ton of baseball. Hosmer seems like a winner. Well, I think there's a bunch of teams that would have had interest in him. You just find different situations. There are teams that are setting up for next year. There are teams that are already against the luxury tax. There are teams that could probably use him, but probably have a big contract guy at first base already. Um, I think all things being equal, a lot of teams would have interest in him, especially when they look at the deal that San Diego signed. See, Dave, I would be really upset today if I'm a Royals fan. Yeah. If I'm a Royals fan, I feel like that deal that San Diego signed 
should have been we we should have been able to do that here. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. You go. How's this not a? And with one of our doing? guys that won a world championship, homegrown, homegrown. Um, that to me, if I'm a yeah. Royals fan today, and boy, they were bummed. Yeah, they were bummed. Somebody retweeted out a bunch of Royals stuff last night, and you look at it, you go, oh, that just sucks. Where they're like, oh, he hasn't signed yet. Maybe, maybe it's not too late. And and you just you feel bad, but um, like the twins, see the twins have Joe Mauer for yeah. one more year, but in a year you go and they got money to spend. Other teams too, right? Yes. Uh, the Angels, others where you go, yeah, he could probably do it. But then you got a team like the A's and and the Rays, the Marlins that are unloading money. Um, and then other teams like the the Yankees and Dodgers are setting up for next year. Tell me I'm crazy on this one because right now when people go, oh, they got Hosmer, well, it doesn't change anything from as far as what the predictions are for 2018. What no. I, and what I'm, what I'm saying in that is, and this is a positive, I'm, I'm not ripping the Padres. What I'm saying is, am I crazy when I say you're going to send Hosmer right now and you're saying you aren't going to be really active next year and chasing the other guys, the Manny Machados, the Harpers, mm-hmm. all those guys, is – do they believe that their pitching staff is that close? I mean, that close to competing? Because that's the one thing that this team doesn't have is they just don't have yeah. starting pitching. They must really love those guys and think they're a year or so away. They must think they're close, yeah. right? I mean, uh, I mean, uh, that's a compliment that yeah. that they think that highly of those guys and what they're seeing right now in their minor league system to think we can bring up guys. And maybe it's a big push like the Braves did when they brought up you know Zane Smith and Avery yeah. and, and Glavin and those guys. Well, I, I guess they look at it. You, you could look at it, Dave, and almost say right now, you may not be far from your everyday eight. If you feel like Hedges could be your guy, yeah. well, Hosmer's in. Now maybe Urias, you're looking at it second. But what if you said, what if things work out and Freddie Galvez stays at short and you move Tatis to third? Be could do that. Would be a nice problem to have. Yeah, I mean, I, I know everyone's so excited about the shortstop position, but look, if if that's the way it works out, that's the way it works out. That means Galvis had a great year in 2018. Yeah, and now all of a sudden you go, um, Margot and Myers are going to lock up two of of the outfield spots. Renfro, Perella, some of these other guys that are there, right? Um, so now all of a sudden you look at it and you go, all right, well, who, who do we have pitching wise? Well, they're, they're, they like Lamette. They, they feel good about Perdomo. They think this kid Mitchell can be they something. They love him for some reason. His year is over him. five. But I know. They love him. But they love him. So now all of a sudden you look and you go, well, is Quantrill, is Lauer, Lucchese, any of these guys going to be ready to break through? Bullpen, they feel pretty good about. You got a hammer at the end and Brad Hand. I mean, it's shocking. Yeah. All of a sudden, you start going, some of the everyday eight are starting to fill in. Again, when you look at the Padre organization, just looking in the National League West, mm-hmm. you have to like the way they're set up compared to teams like the Giants, especially. Yeah. Who the Giants are trying to catch lightning in a bottle one more year. This yeah. year, where you could see what they're trying to do, but they have nothing in their minor league system. The Diamondbacks financially are always strapped. You never yep. know what's going to happen. You see that as good as J.D. Martinez was, they aren't really the ones that are active and trying to bring him back, even though they're trying to work a miracle right now. It's uh, for the for the Padres and for the Dodgers, the way this thing is shaped up that looks like the run for the National League West in the future and, I, and the Rockies always kind of mark the Rockies out because when you talk about Coors Field guys just get rocked it's so yeah. hard to figure out what the hell's going to happen at any game at Coors Field well and you're going to have about 30 million come off the books next year because you're going to have Headley's 13 you're still paying 11 
to Shields. Paying 11 to Shields this year. So now you're at 24. Three to Clayton Richards, 27. Yeah. And it feels like you've got a couple other guys in there. Uh, I mean, Galvis could come off the books. He's six. So my point being is if you feel good about these guys, all of a sudden you go, well, we just cleared $35 million off off the books. Um, you know, find a couple five or six or $7 million guys, and, and all of a sudden you're you're rolling. That's the other thing, too is because they're young for now, for the next couple of years, you're going to have a lot of financial flexibility. And maybe that's why, Dave, maybe it was just the perfect storm for Hosmer, where they go, we got to get Myers back in the outfield. He's a first baseman. He's a lefty. He's a power guy. He's a leader. He's a winner. And this is just, and he fits within what we're trying to do. He's not going to cost us Machado, Harper money. Yeah. Let's go get him. And if it means we got to put the eighth year on at thirteen million, screw it. Let's do it. We got the money. Um, let's go get them. I got news for you: eight years down the line, thirteen million is not going to seem like a lot of money. No, that, you know? I mean Chase Headley's yeah. a thirteen million dollar player this year. Yeah, it's not yeah. just not. I mean, it's amazing how much money guys are making next year. You're going to see forty, maybe fifty million dollar guys right? per year. Uh, that's what I'm saying, yeah. and that's why. No, I do. I, I give credit to the organization, and I I, I get frustrated as a fan. And I, I completely thought they panicked when I saw an eight-year deal. I had, And I left the tweet up. I'm yeah. like, well, I'm not going to delete the tweet um, running away from it. But then when you saw the terms of the deal, you go, okay, yeah, I can live with that. If somebody said to me last week, um, look, this is the offer that we're thinking about making for Hosmer. Five at, at 20 a year is, and then three – uh, that he'll have the chance to opt in to at 13 a year, or he's got the, the opportunity to opt out. I'd be like, oh, shit. I like that. Someone uh, wrote to me on Twitter today saying, well, great, now we can listen to Palais saying that Myers is the worst field and outfit on baseball. Look, that the point wasn't taking a shot at Myers for anything except the fact is he was rated as the worst fielding first baseman last year in Major League Baseball. He After was being lazy. a gold glove guy the year before. Yeah. I mean, you want to sit there and look at his, yeah. his play. And anyone who watches Padre Baseball, you and I watch a ton of it. And the people yep. who listen to this watch a ton of it. He was lazy as shit at that position to the point where he didn't understand situations or he didn't care to be involved in the game. It, it's ridiculous to get paid that much money and people expect you to be a leader and not know what to do or where to stand at first base. Uh, not to go too far inside baseball off track, but don't you think today if you're Fox Sports San Diego or Fox or ESPN, who yeah. the hell owns you right now? I don't even know if they go that far down into the weeds. But if I'm Pomeran, Sweeney, Grant, or Cillo, I, I'm happy today. I'm happy today. Ted, oh, I am too. Ted Agler, fuck. Uh, we'll get to the intercom thing in a second. But um, I, I think, Dave, this is the first year where these games become really interesting to watch. I think it's really interesting now because all of a sudden a lot of pressure goes on Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Hunter Renfro better fucking figure it out. Perella, right? Jankowski, Alex Dickinson. By the way, Corey Dickers, uh, Dickinson is out there yeah. designated for assignment. Guy's a 27 home run guy for Tampa Bay last year. Are you calling Tampa Bay and trying to swing a deal with him and just saying that's our that's our outfield right now? So what Dude, would your outfield six be? Six million. What would your outfield be? What are you Co- saying? Corey Dickinson, Margot, and uh, and Will Myers. Sam, I still like Renfro. You're you, you're like a lot of people giving up on Renfro. I still think I haven't given up on him. A 40 home run guy. Yeah, no, I haven't given up on him. I, I think he's a bit of a dopey dope. He, yeah. <laughs> and, and he sounds and, like a dopey dope too. And and maybe that's uh, again. I, I don't want to lay too much on Hosmer immediately, 
But they probably looked and said, look, we need a guy in here that's going to challenge the younger guys to be great. Who's going to challenge Hedges to be great? Renfro, Margot to stay on that track. You go, well, who's? it's not going to be Chase Headley. He's here for a year. Galvis is probably here for a year. Spangenberg's not that guy. Myers yeah. isn't that guy. We have a lot of young guys that need to be kicked in the ass. Clayton Richards gone in a year. So now maybe they go, well, that's another part for Hosmer. And Dave, that may be more beneficial. And, and people can, you can downplay it. God damn, man. When you get somebody that motivates and is almost an extra coach on the field, yeah. it's big. It's it is big. big in the locker room. Yeah, it's big. You need that guy for, for a young team to show guys how to do it. I, I mean, Tony Gwynn spoke volumes about what Steve Garvey meant to him as a young player. And if, right. it, and if it worked out the same, it'd be great. But not Dickinson, I'm just looking at him as a 27-home run guy, all-star last year for Tampa, and they, they designated him for assignment because they traded for C.J. Cron. Which is crazy to me. Have you right? seen him play? I mean, you, yes. you've seen C.J. Cron play. The guy is uh, overrated as far as a first baseman goes. You want to look at a first baseman, you're hoping, 30 home runs, 100 runs knocked in. He no. was a joke, man. I watched a ton of Angel games. But – um. Just this, because I always say we're going to talk about something, then we forget it. Okay. Um, Kevin AC got the story in his first week. Yeah. Kudos to him. Dennis Lind, who the athletic is paying, and you have to pay to get the athletic, didn't have it. Yeah. Didn't have it first. First time in a long time, you've got competition on that beat, and and they're going to be competing for stories to see who gets it first for what stories there are. And I brought it up. Because John Heyman and Buster Olney got into a, a fight on Twitter. Oh, I didn't see it. Because it was in regards to uh, Nunez that just signed in Boston. Okay. Edwin Nunez, I think it was. And Robert Myers from Fox had it. Then Buster wrote it. Heyman got upset because he didn't feel like he gave credit to to his guy from Fox Sports. Um. Buster's like, I had it on my own, but it yeah. was kind of interesting. And that's why I say it does matter to these guys. You you want to have the reputation. Wojnarowski from Adrian Wojnarowski yeah. from ESPN is all over it for the NBA. Chris Mortensen, Adam Schefter, think of those yeah. guys in the NFL. They're all over it. When stories break, you want to say, yeah, this is my guy. It leads to click hits and more things. But I, I thought that was really cool for AC last night to to be the guy to break it. That is pretty cool. That, that good for him, especially if so many people were critical about what kind of job is he going. to I think do. he'll be great on that beat. He's a really good beat writer. Not a huge fan of his as a columnist. I think he's outstanding on the beat, and I think it's great too because I I'll say again, I think he'll rattle cages down there. I think guys that I like. I think Kraz. I think Jeff Sanders. I yeah. think Kirk Kenny. I think Dennis Lynn are all really good writers, really good reporters. AC's going to fucking shake some shit up down there a little bit. Looking he, forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I, I think he'll be good on that beat. If you're a Pods fan, yeah. I think that's good for us. I know you're on a, a jersey number guy like me. Do you know what number Hosmer's going to wear? Did they say? I, I, he I, ain't wearing 35. He's not, I asked Randy Jones that a couple months ago. I did. Yeah, he goes, no way in hell. He better like 36. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How crazy is that? I mean, you think about how many guys have 35. It's like the yeah. only guys I can think of are like Bellinger and Hosmer, and all of a sudden it's taken from a team that doesn't retire a it, lot of numbers. It's not my spot to say, 
But if my number was retired and the guy coming in who's going to be the face of the franchise, a player like that, a leader, asked if he could wear my yeah. number, I'd say absolutely. Yeah, that's funny. I'd say when it goes back retired, it's going back retired as me yeah. unless you win three World Series. Well, hopefully retire two of them. The Yankees have done it before. They retired Bill Dickey and Yogi Berra. It's yeah. happened. Yeah, win a couple World Series. Yeah. But would you, if, if your number's retired and they came to you and said, uh, hey, man, it would mean a lot to me. If I could wear your number, not the Clint Frazier where they said he wanted to wear seven and he was like, bullshit. <laughs> I never said that for the Yankees. Todd Frazier. No, Clint, Clint Frazier, the red haired guy. Really? The, the rumor was that when he went to yeah. the Yankees that he said he wanted to wear number seven. Oh, that's funny. And well, he's always denied that. You know, it's funny. Aaron Judge says he wants 44. He wants Reggie Jackson's number. And, and Reggie's like, no way in hell am I giving you my number. Yeah, no. Yeah, you can stay with 99. But yeah, it's funny. He yeah. really, he wanted to switch numbers to number 44. That's always been his number. But guys are superstitious. Here, here's what I would do if I was Randy. Mm -hmm. If the player came to me. That's what I'm said, saying. But if the organization came to me, no. If, if Eric Cosmer came to me and said, hey, you know what? It would mean a lot to me. Um, is it okay? And if the player did, yeah, I, I would do it. But if it was this organization, hey, we're bringing in a guy that was 35. Is it okay? We're just going to give it to him? No. Uh, no, the answer is no. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What if he wants to wear six? Hold on. A oh, shit. <laughs> um, Radio-wise, Dave, apparently Friday. Yeah. God, I, I'm not a fan of the way Intercom has handled this. They finally let everybody go, is what I've been told, at 97.3. So those guys all were let go. That is where the station's going to be eventually. The game? I, I guess. I mean, that's what you're hearing? Yeah, but if it's going to be guy talk, man, I am not. Are you convinced that Cilio can anchor that station? I, I, I don't I don't want to say a guy's going to strike out before he gets an opportunity. I just haven't heard him do that format. You and I, when we went to Free FM, and it was hot talk and stuff, mm -hmm. we had a ton of, of women, which I loved. I loved mm -hmm. having a big woman audience. It, it was one of those where I'm sure a lot of people didn't think we could do it, and we were very good at it. You know, the, But the, we worked at it. Yeah, we it worked at it. It took a while. It. it did take a while to get in the rhythm of it. But it, it, they never we said we're building the whole staff. station around. Yeah, we're building the whole station around Dave and Jeff. That's not the way it went. Well, this fucking guy. He's so funny. I, I I wish I knew him. I really did. I wish I knew him. Because there's a part of me where I am kind of cheering for the station to work. I hope the station works. I do too. But this fucking lunatic, and I, I say it because I'm dying loud. Studios built just for me. Well, they're for the whole station. But, I, but shit, I like guys like that that go out and shoot yeah. big and think big. It makes me laugh. I, 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 the ego... I don't know how much is ego. I don't know how much is tongue in cheek. I, I don't get any of it. But but uh, Cilio, again, I don't know. Is he the midday guy? The Padres were adamant that he wasn't going to be part of it. Which you is heard, very funny. They put a press release out. You heard the Padres yeah. say that they wanted to stay on 94.9. Yeah. Now it's it, it's really. First it, game's next Saturday, right? First yeah. game's, First broadcast game is next Saturday. Wow. No, I mean, I guess you could have that on 94.9. No, I'm just saying, what station are the Padres on? It's it's really, when I got here, it was KFMB. When when we were at KFMB, when I got there, it, it was a cherished relationship. It really was. Having that meant a lot to the radio station, and I believe the team understood it yeah. as well, that, that we were kind of a legacy uh, partnership. And then they left for Kogo. And I, I never felt like they they gelled on Kogo. 
They had that signal was nice. Yeah. But the the KFMB signal shot to San Francisco. 1090, I kind of felt like they bounced back. I felt like, but there was, what I got from the outside was that there were issues between talent and team, that they weren't always happy with the Padres. See, 1090 would have been much better as the Chargers station because they had a similar personalities. They had a lot of dig me in them. The radio station yeah. as a whole, I'm not, that's not a shot at any of the guys on the air. But that 1090, it was kind of carry a big stick. They kind of thought they were the 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 cock of the walk, and yeah. and so did the Chargers. But um, but this thing here is not. I guess people will find them if it matters. But I I just don't know that. I haven't got the impression that the radio station enjoys being the home of Padre baseball yeah. at the level that you would think they would. Which, they, yeah, they should definitely embrace it, which the Padres are hoping they embrace it. Maybe this Hosmer move is one of those things where all of a sudden you get going. again. They're the, a lot more relevant today. Yeah, a lot more relevant today. Again, the first game is going to be – first spring training game is going to be broadcast next Saturday. It's one of those where why not embrace it? I mean, there's nothing to talk about right now sports-wise. The Padres are the team. I mean, no offense to goals fans, no offense to San Diego State Aztec yeah. basketball fans. But people don't have a heavy interest in what's going on. Padre baseball, especially in spring training and get leading up to opening day at Petco Park, is a big deal. Now, I haven't seen this anywhere else, but I'm hearing rumors that Rich Herrera is off from pre- and post-game. Okay. Herrera's off from pre- and post-game and that it could be Crisello. That would be interesting, too, that you change things up a little bit. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't hear Rich enough last year. I mean, I heard you would tell me stories, and other people would tell me stories, and they weren't happy. He wasn't a San Diego guy. He was a Giants guy, and, and it wasn't the broadcast that they expected. They wanted a diehard San Diego Padre fan in there. I'll say this. I went and met with him. I went and met with him about a month ago. I'd never met him. Um, but knowing that they had talked about um, doing more sports, I, I just kind of wanted to find out what was going on. I had a chance to meet with Rich. Yeah, which I found ironic because we had been kind of rough on him here on the on the podcast. And man, I tell you, Dave, he did something that I respected so much. And he said to me, um, "We probably visited for an hour, okay, and and laughed a lot, and I enjoyed it a lot." Um, he said to me, "He goes, you know, Jeff. He said I've I've been out of radio work. He said I know you're you're working, but he said I've been out of radio work." And I would send resumes out and demos out. And he said I would send them to places where I felt like I had earned um, a call back. Yeah. Even if you said I'm not the guy. And he said it made me crazy when people don't call you back. And I'll just stop there for a second. He could not be more spot on. I know you know it. I yeah. know it. Other guys know it. Where you send tapes out and they the bosses can't even bother to say, hey, man, I got your stuff. It may not be a fit right now. Thanks for reaching out. But he said to me, he goes, uh, I always said if I got a job like this that I wasn't going to be that guy. Yeah. That I was going to reach out to people and talk to them and get a certain idea of what the guy was like. And if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, it didn't. But he said, your credentials in this market told me you needed a call back and a meeting. And he said, I did a lot of homework on you. Cool. And he said, uh, it was great. Yeah. And he said, I'm glad you're here. He goes, I, I can't, he goes, I don't have anything today, but he goes, you never know. And whether you like the guy on the air or you don't like him on the air, let me tell you honestly, 
That's as professional and cool as anybody has treated me in this business. Good. And I appreciate that very much. Yeah. He was very nice about you, very nice about me, respect for what we had done in the market. You just don't get it. When when we left and everything, you suck and everything yeah. sucks and fuck you. And to sit with a guy who was very funny, um, self-deprecating, uh, baseball fan, uh, was just... That's it. Cool. So I, I don't know if yeah. you and I could end up down there doing anything or not, but I, I I appreciate that he was professional and cool enough to do that because that absolutely does not happen yeah. in radio. I had a couple texts come in over the last few days of people asking us going, I don't know if you've received these, you and I haven't even spoken about this. Off the record, are you and Jeff going to Intercom? Yeah, I'll tell you right now, um, we have reached out. We reached out because it would be crazy not to. We have wonderful friends inside that building who have spoken up on our behalf. But if there was anything to say, we would say it here. There's nothing to say. And that's exactly what I said. I said, I go on the record. We haven't spoken to those guys about working over there. So there's no off the record. We're hiding anything from anybody. We aren't doing one of those where we're staying quiet while we're working on a contract behind the scenes. That's not what's going on at all. Uh, That would be the thing. Because I've gotten too used to saying everything, as was proven the last couple of weeks on on the podcast. There's there's nothing there, so I'm not cheering yeah. against. Gorgeous man, when I looked at those big sills, yeah. when I looked at his pictures of the studio that he put out that they you, built for him, they built it for him. <laughs> I love that shit. I know it makes people crazy. I love stuff like that. I do. That's why I'm I'm kind of cheering for him. But I I can't. Yeah. I don't know. People have said, is it sports talk? Is it guy talk? Is it 94.9? Is it 97.3? I I won't speak for Dave. I'll just say, I know what you know. It's the same thing I've seen. But I did hear that Elo is going to take over his pre and post. If it's not going to be us, he's a guy that I've known as long as anybody in this business, and I just am genuinely happy yeah. for him. And me too. I, 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 that's uh, honest. But that's he's so truth. angry on the radio. That's like, what makes it, me laugh. I mean, yeah. As soon as you say say that, it goes back to the radio story you told. It goes back to the radio story oh, you told where yeah. we got all upset. Oh, God. It's so I'm true. driving down a Petco Park with a... Basically they a tr- trade Jake Peavy. <laughs> he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rent a moving van, and I'm going to drive it down to Petco Park, and I'll load it up with dynamite, and we'll blow it up. Chris Yellow. Cutting corners? No, tomorrow at noon. And they made it into a promo, and I'm like, oh, my God. And the producer, Carl, was like, what? I'm like, it's a terrorist threat. He shouldn't have said it. No. It should have never made it onto the air. It should have been dumped. He should have been choked. Take it easy, Oklahoma City. Yeah. (laughs) He should have been choked with barbed wire. (laughs) But instead, we're going to cut it and make a promo. Think you've heard everything? Hey, if they trade Peavy, I'm going to get the van and blow it up. Chris Ello. No bullshit. <laughs> now is your pre-post game your, host. Well, goddamn, you better not trade anybody because that's psycho. <laughs> Don't rent him a van. Don't trade Corey Spangenberg, you son of a bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> Chris Ello show brought to you by U-Haul. <laughs> and by Sparky's. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rent that asshole of van. <laughs> what the hell is he doing? That's why, as soon as you said it, that's the first thing that jumped into my yeah. head. <laughs> I can't wait to the trade deadline show. I'm fucking listening from El Centro. 
under a bed. Is it over? <laughs> yeah, people are like, shit, you got to move. Where are you going? I'm like, I'm not going downtown until after the trade deadline. If you're one of the, the two other sports stations in town and you're hearing there's a possibility of a third station, the one that yeah. actually has the Padres, that has to make you a little bit nervous. Um, it, it only makes you nervous based on the talent they bring in, I, I think. And, and I just – Dan is – Dan's not relevant on social media. He's just not. Pete and Point Loma heard this podcast when I said it. I don't gloat about that. No. I just, I just watch. I, I've told this story. Stupidest thing ever. When I was about 17, me and my jerk friend, Boom, went to the WWE yeah. matches at the arena. And there was this guy who uh, looked like Gary the Conqueror sitting at ringside with cardboard signs yeah. holding it up. Big John Dud. <laughs> right? Stuff like that. So my, my buddy Boom said, go down and ask him what his story is. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, all right, let's go ask him. I go, I got to tell you, I'm getting a big kick out of these signs. How do you do it? I watch. I pay attention. That's what he said to me. <laughs> what do you do? You just scram back to your seat? I was like, I'm going to kick you so hard under your fucking chin in about a minute. Maybe you're going to be swallowing that filling, fatty. Uh, but but <laughs> that guy would tell you. Not that we like or yeah. dislike Cilio, like or dislike Intercom, anything else. I watch. I pay attention. And when a guy tweets everything out and nobody clicks like, nobody responds to it, there's nothing, it's fucking dead. And he's going to be the anchor of your station. I find that fascinating. Now, yeah. once he gets going and the station goes on, Dave, that shit may all, it'll probably all change, assuming he hasn't blocked his entire audience, because then you're back in the game. That's why I think he doesn't get so much of a response. He's blocked so many people, it, which is funny because you have to have thick skin to get behind a yeah. microphone. Why are you blocking everybody? I don't know. I don't know. But um, I, I like it. I, I like it. Whether whether it had any impact on you and me, I kind of feel like this is where we belong. I feel like that through the benefit of, of Ryan Barkley, Brian Curry, Happy Plumbing, uh, and others that have reached out, I, I kind of feel like this is yeah. nice where we can come in and do it a couple of days a week and freeform and bullshit and, and we'll see where we go. But I, But I'm cheering for that thing to work. Because I, I, I don't think 1090 too. is here for long. That's that's what's kind of scary. That's what I was saying. As far as how things go, how long is it? Three instead of move down to two, maybe one in the future, how it works out. I know the Aztec deal shocked a lot of people because Aztec basketball normally has been a big thing. And now they're one of the worst teams in the Mountain West Conference. They aren't exciting to watch, and, and they're yeah. losing a ton of games. Now, if they go Padre baseball, if 1090 went away and they made a move for Darren – and made a move for, for Scott and Billy Ray. They're Kaplan. Well, now you're assuming it's going to be a sports station, not a guy talk station. Um, Kaplan would love to do that yeah, format. He'd, he'd be great at it. I, I, He would love to do yeah. it. Yeah, I think he'd be really funny at it. I do. He'd be Tom Likas. <laughs> he would be Tom Likas. Yeah, I think Scott would do it. I don't think Billy Ray would do it. That's why I say Scott would do it. And you wonder what that would mean. I, I don't see Darren doing that. I don't see uh, Darren doing that. So I don't know. I don't know what happens there. But, man, people, 
people not happy at 1090. It's not happy. It's in, in, uh, I hope they're there a long time, but it sure doesn't feel like it's, they're going to be there a long time. And it sure feels like they're, they're, oh, let's throw this out there too. Is it me or does it feel like they're greasing the skids at 1360 to put Hardwick and Hartman together? Yeah. You know what? It's funny. I said that to you in the fall that I said you could yeah. see the way the business is. And you and I know, because you and I know when we went on vacation a few years yeah. ago that they're grooming our replacements. And now it's over and over again. You're hearing you know, Hartman and Hardwick, and they run promos like crazy for a show that's supposed to be on once a week. Then all of a sudden, is that's it once it a week, those guys? Those guys have been on uh, Fridays the last couple of weeks from what I'm following on Twitter. So if, if that's the case, and again, nothing against Judd. He understands it's a business like we understand it's a business. But Judd and calls play-by-play against- play on the weekend. and uh, it's Are easy. those separate entities? Yeah. Well, it's I don't know how that works out, but that's easy to fill. You know what I mean? You look at every single day. That's easy to fill. But when you look about, hey, Cal, can we cut costs? You go national show, which are free. People, A lot mm-hmm. of people don't realize national shows are free. They're free shows. Run Dan. Yeah, you, you run Dan. You run Mike Florio. You do whatever. Oh, yeah. And then you sit there and you, you run Hartman and Hardwick, whether that's afternoon or that's or mornings. Out of hurt. Yeah. And then at the same time, I Mike Cost is a close friend. I mean, so you worry, well, who would the guys, would it affect? Would it affect Cost and affect Judd if that was the case? And you end up with a show of the midday show. And then you have, uh, of course, you, you would have Hardwick and Hartman. Two wow. big personalities. I don't know how you do that because it's really where I am at, North County along the coast. Man, there is – I always thought that was a myth. I always ignored it when we were on the air over there. Boy, it's not a myth. You can't hear it. When I drive up in the morning, I'm just kind of checking in. Once I get north of about Lucadia Boulevard, it's, yeah. it's done. And yeah. you just don't come back. Unfortunately, you can't hear it in uh, – when I coach baseball at West Hills, I can't hear it in Santee. But I can't hear 1090 out there either. That's the other challenge. You can't hear 1090 out there. So that's where the intercom thing – let's just assume it's 97.3. FM sports radio or whatever kind of radio, FM's always going to be better. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to sound clearer that most people are doing it across the country. It sounds great, FM. Yeah, but I, I couldn't tell you one thing as far as what that lineup is going to be. Um, tell what do you, you expect to hear an announcement as, as early as tomorrow? Or is it Monday, I should say. We're doing this podcast on Sunday. What's the What's the date today? Today is the eighteenth. I heard. I think it's a week from Monday. A week from Monday. Yeah, I think they're. I think that's when they're looking to go. I think a week from Monday is the plan to go. Yeah, a week from Monday. Look, if they're coming here, this show costs a lot fucking more than it did a year ago. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So this this podcast has changed everything for us. They probably have zero, into, and that's fine. I still wish them well. I wish I'd cheer for everybody. I'm a radio guy. But, this, yeah, if you're paying attention, you're like, we want Dave and Jeff. Yeah, this fucking show costs a lot more today <laughs> because it's different today. This show's much different. We're much different. This show's different than anything going locally. Um, it's more interesting. I get that all the time. I got it all weekend long when I was out. Yeah. So many people say, I listen to you guys in the morning. Now I like the podcast even more. Yeah, I didn't I mean, realize it was so much deeper than what the radio show was. Yeah. And it would have to be, obviously, uh, we couldn't cuss, but that'd be fine. Yeah. But you would say, I, I have to be able to do what I did on that podcast. I can't go back and just fake it. If you have life-changing events as we've done with dealt with since the start of the year, I got to be able to talk about it. Exactly, because it's it was so 
not to rehash the whole thing, last week was so freaking therapeutic for me. Um, and I'm so genuinely thankful to everybody that reached out. Um, I finally, if I had not mentioned it, I would not have known how to get an iPod, and now I do. So thank you to all you guys. It was great. And how to stream music. I was a man fucking on an island going, I've got all this music, and I don't know what to do. And I felt like I was having a nervous breakdown. And I, I was like, I was not going to talk about the 200 songs I had in my iTunes, but I did, and so many of you came to my rescue. It was great. There you go. Yeah, fuck. What else? <laughs> Anything now, else going now, on? Now you know where to put Belvive DeVoe. <laughs> no shit. Look at um, you. But if, if Dave, that's the thing. I, I wouldn't if if they were like, no, no, no. You gotta have fill in the blank. Yeah, you gotta have Paul Rudy on. We gotta do our high school athlete of the week. Fuck you. <laughs> gives a shit unless it's your kid unless it's your, your kid school, you're one kid cares. you're one school yeah. that's exactly how it would work out right there it's uh interesting i brought up standing state basketball i want to ask mm. you real quick because canapa wrote about it this morning he mentioned the fact that they announced the guys going to the basketball hall of fame oh yeah which is usually a pretty easy hall of fame to yeah. get into sure. the basketball i think hall you of fame. and i are in it. yeah we're, we're on the ballot next year but as far as uh, Basketball Hall of Fame, Steve Fisher not in, and he's upset by it. I, I see you shaking your head like you can't believe it either. I'll be honest with you. He's not a Hall of Famer. I don't feel he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think it's that big of a deal. He's not Don Coryell where you say, okay, he changed the offense for the next 40 years of the NFL professional football, whereas Steve Fisher, the argument is, hey, look, he was hired right at then when, when Bill Frieder left for Arizona mm-hmm. State, took those guys to the tournament, won a national championship, and then there were a ton of black marks with Michigan, right, as far as what happened with the guys getting paid, and they erased every record book and the history of those guys even playing for Michigan. And as far as San Diego State goes, yeah, you turn the program around, but you have to win a championship to get recognized to me. You have to get through the finish line as the number one guy to get recognized. And I love Steve Fisher. He's been on the show a million times, and as an Aztec alum, I'm glad that he was here. But to say he's a Hall of Famer, I'm not so sure he's a Hall of Famer. Um, it may be too, too new right now. I would think your opinion, well, I shouldn't say it that way. Let me think of a way to put this. You can say it. It is my opinion. Yeah, no, it's it's that. But the way I was going to put it, and, and I don't like it because it was going to come out snarky. I was going to say, no, because I, I don't yeah. I don't sincerely feel this way. Okay. I, I started to say it this way, and this isn't. I was like, well, your opinion is going to change in three years. And then I was like, well, wait, no, that, that's not fair to Brian Dutcher. I don't, I don't want to say it like that. It makes it sound like I'm cheering for the team to fail. Um, if they if they continue down the path they're going, then I think we high we hold him in a higher regard than we may right now, and I feel like a lot of us hold him in a high regard. I understand your argument, um, but I would have to look, and I don't know enough about the basketball Hall of Fame. How are there other coaches yeah. in there that don't have? Final Fours, but just have an outstanding win record that r- ran a clean program that were part of it. Yeah, it's funny. I I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, and, I mean, and, you, what I mean is you have to catch greatness. And again, there might sure. be so, there might be guys in there. You're probably right. There are probably guys in there 
that you go, okay, wait a second. But, you know, even at the high school level where, let's say, Bobby Hurley Sr. has gotten in, you know, yeah, where he's done it at the high school level. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's not It's not the NBA Hall of Fame, Professional Basketball Hall True. of Fame. That's why I was saying when you look at the NFL and Major League Baseball, it's by far the easiest one to get into. Yeah. but And as much as I'd love to see Steve Fisher in because sure. San Diego State is, is history, I can easily see the argument of why he's not considered as a Hall of Famer. Now, I agree with you and Mike Costa used to say all the time they should put a statue right outside their arena. Up. I, I, I 100% agree with that. For what he meant to say, because we ca- caught lightning in a bottle while he was here. Yeah, he he needs to be recognized almost immediately. Look, my feeling is, and again, I... I fuck it, I, I don't have to justify anything. This is just my opinion. I I wonder if, if he ends up being a Bill Snyder where he comes back. Now, you... Crushed UNLV. They yeah. crushed UNLV. That team, so the Aztec men's team, God, they look awful. And then they go out and get a big win. But that's not good enough anymore. No. That's not, that's Smokey Gaines, Jim Brandenburg basketball, Fred Trinkle, where you lose three and you get run off the floor and then you beat a, a division rival by 25. That's not, it no. doesn't fly anymore. Um, this is expected to be an impact program year in, year out, recruiting-wise, atmosphere-wise. Should be in the NCAA tournament. Every year. Yep. Really every year. Four out of five years, eight out of ten years you should be in. Especially but, now. I mean, if you look at college basketball right yeah. now, there's not that one dominant yeah. team. Like, filling out your bracket this year, good luck. You know what I mean? It, yeah. could, go, it could go any which way. There are about eight to 12 teams that could win it this if, year. If you don't make a college bowl game and you don't, and I'll say, if you don't make a college bowl game, starting from your second year of being a coach, right? Yes. A lot of guys come in first year. You got to overhaul the whole thing, or at least by year three. And if you're not making the the tournament, then you're you're not good. Yep. Everybody finds a bowl game. Everybody finds one, and everybody pretty much makes the tournament. And if you don't make it, you better fucking win the NIT. And if you're not even doing that, then we got major problems. We got major problems. And again, it's it's gone on for a number of years now that they haven't gotten in the tournament where we didn't see it coming. I mean, we were talking with certain guys when they had Winston Shepard. They're going to be making a run for the final Kawhi. four. Yeah. Yeah. And you just sit there and go, wow, you know, what, what the hell is going on? It's frustrating because we're so lacking for sports to find in San Diego that you thought, well, at least we have Aztec basketball and it hasn't gone at all the way we thought it was going to go. The team wins at home. They just can't win on the road in a weak conference. Okay, you say that too about this, and, and I'll tell you where I'm coming from. The Gulls now have won eight straight. Yeah. Last night they beat Ontario. Good division rival, fun game, jump out to an early 3 nothing lead, hold on to win. I think the final's 5-2. The game is on Fox 5. They, I think they sold out. $2 Bud Light night, yeah. right? They're doing a bunch of fun things down there. Really community involved. Um, fun product. They're tough. They're physical. Uh, you're seeing guys that have been there go up to the Ducks. You're seeing guys that have been established NHL players yeah. coming down and playing here. Well, it, it's working because they're selling out and they're finding a way to get their product on Fox 5, and I hope they did well last night. I enjoyed the broadcast a lot. But David still feels like there's a hill that they need to hurdle. And what is that hill? So the rest of us 
embraces embrace it as much as the hardcores do. And I put myself shockingly in the group that has not a hundred percent embraced it. I love the IHL, the WCHL, the ECHL goals. I I watched all those, but this to me should be right in my wheelhouse. And why why am I not embracing it at the level that that we should be? They're a fun team. They're good. Is it because the teams they had in the past, when you were a huge fan, you know, 15, 20 years ago, that you knew these were our guys? They weren't going anywhere, but these were our guys in town. Whereas the guys now, if they're as good as we hope they're going to be, they're going to become ducks and they're going to leave us. See, I think, I think, I think for me, I should embrace that. Like, I think that's really cool. Like, we had that with the IHL goals way back, where you saw Hubie McDonough and Dale yeah. DeGray, Rick Knickle bunch of these guys went and played at the NHL. You got the biggest kick out of it. Um, they're drawn well. Like I said, they're a success. They're fun. Great promotions. All kinds of cool things yeah. they're doing. I mean, Matt Savant, the Gulls really get it. But it just feels like there's a certain niche, pretty big, that, that gets it. And then there's a lot of us still on the outside that are shrugging like, eh. Whatever. United States or whatever. Yeah. That Remember that dude who sang that song a couple years ago? I had not heard that song, and a friend of mine sent it to me at work, and we laugh about that song every day. United States, uh, whatever. Yeah, everything's <laughs> like, whatever. For, um, for me, I'll tell you where I'm at with, with the goals, and I know people are going to get upset when I say this, is if I want to see hockey played at its best, yeah. I can drive an hour and 15 minutes up the freeway. If I want to see it at its highest level, which I admire those guys, yeah. I can drive an hour and 15 and see the Ducks. If I want to drive a little bit further, I can see the Kings, who I'm more mm -hmm. of a Kings fan than a Ducks fan. I can see it in a big state-of-the-art arena. I can see yep. players who are at their best playing against players who are at their best, not guys who hope to one day be playing there. It's not like we're in the middle of nowhere. We're close to the best. You know, I, I can spend my dollar there, and I know it's going to cost more, but I'm getting yeah. more for my product. And another thing that irritates me the most is that San Diego is a major city. I mean, it is. It's it's just mm -hmm. it's it's a major city, and yet I feel like we've accepted the fact that we aren't a major city. All of a sudden, it drives me nuts. And to go, we're minor league, and when you say we're in a hockey league with Bakersfield and Ontario, we aren't those fucking shitty cities. Yeah. We're in San Diego, and it, and for me, I haven't been out to a goals game since the new goals are back, and I know they've been around what three years now. I think they're in their third year. Am I right? Yeah. And, and they're playing great hockey. As you mentioned, I know they were won eight straight games. I, yeah. I was completely aware of what was happening. And I wish they, they continue to play well because Greg Elston's a buddy of ours and he does the games. But for me, I'm I'm frustrated because we're looked at with the Bakersfields and the Ontarios and saying, how the hell did this happen? How come the city can't get it together and build a state-of-the-art arena? And why don't we have an NHL team when the plan was to have an NHL team in the late 80s? You know what? I, I look at it differently. Uh, don't forget, Phoenix is in there. San Jose is in there. I mean, there's other cities that are in there. But I know there's the Ontarios of the world. I think they, they're they always near the top in attendance, yeah. which is great. I think if you're the NHL, you're looking at the city of San Diego three years ago and go, man, I don't know. Hey, shit, they can't, they can't figure out a way to keep the NFL – how are we going to figure out a way to get the NHL in there? Let's see what happens if we throw them an AHL team. And the fans have responded. Have. But, but I think it was a little bit of a test balloon to see how we would respond. And I think San Diego has responded beautifully. Really, I think they've responded beautifully. Now, whether that could lead to 
a new arena or an NHL team, I think we could handle it. I think we could handle the NBA. I told you, um, going to that NBA game a couple of weeks ago, you yeah. go, okay, could I afford to be a season ticket holder? No, probably not. But could I afford to do five games a year? Yeah, I could probably do five games a year. StubHub makes it where you go, shit, yep. you could probably go 10, 15 games yep. a year. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we're... I think slowly we're starting to make the turn. I think we're going to – I think the next 10 years from a sports perspective are going to be really good in this town. I think we'll be I okay. Really so. Where it's not just 1904 or Soccer City. I could see Soccer City being part of the plan, but I could see the NHL and NBA being part of the plan too. It, it's it's Look, man, you can – and I'm telling you right now, I'm going through it. You can sit and mope about what happened or you can pick yourself up and go, well, shit, now what? Where do we go be, from here? see something outside of Petco Park that is built that's brand new. Something where people yeah. are automatically saying no. Well, you that, know? That's a challenge in the whole state, though. I you, mean, Joe LaCobe's going through true. that in, in the Bay Area and his fucking Warriors team's been yeah. to three straight finals. They fought a lot of battles and they couldn't be more of a golden child. So You're that's everywhere, right. not just here. That's the state of California. You're absolutely right. You know, it's interesting. It's President's Day weekend, and as I mentioned, there are baseball tournaments and soccer tournaments all over mm-hmm. San Diego. The weather's great. People come from all over the country to play in these tournaments because the weather's so nice in February. And people are saying, you know, it's been so hard to find a hotel room. And oh, I yeah. said, how much do you guys pay for hotel rooms this weekend for the people that, that drive to, drove in to play? And they said to stay at like a, a Motel Six yeah. was three hundred and fifty bucks. That's crazy. And but but they couldn't find rooms. I mean, people who were staying where 50 are they miles, staying? They were. Or where's the tournament? Well, the tournament I was in was in Poway, but they were in Santee, they were San Miguel, they, they're all over. And and the same thing with soccer. It's just it's just all over. Yeah. And also a lot of people who said let's go to San Diego for four days, and they said the hotels were insane. That the average rate was somewhere between three hundred and three fifty, no matter. Which motel you're Jesus staying at, Christ. and you start thinking, you know, the, the hotel tax that we joke yeah. about all the time, and he said, "Man, there's a way to get things done. This is a place to yeah. come," and it just, just was incredible to me. Um, NBA last night with my kids. I didn't. What, what one in ratings do you think on TV in San Diego? By the way, the goals are the NBA. Oh, that's funny. Because they were right against each other. I was thinking they couldn't. That's pick funny. A worse I'll say NBA. The, I agree with you. I think they. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Okay, I have no idea, but I'm guessing the NBA too. I was thinking. Uh, Fox could have picked a worse night to go against the NBA where if maybe you ran the game on a Friday or something, yeah. you know, to pick a different night that, that maybe you get more for your buck. I didn't see um I didn't see the skills competition or anything like that. The only thing I saw last night was the dunk competition. Okay. I just me yeah. very my kids love the NBA. I couldn't be more of a casual NBA fan. Yeah. I fucking loved it. I'm glad to hear you say that. I you weren't the love my lawn guy. God, no. I thought those four guys that participated yeah. were so good. I Okay, help me out. The kid who wins from Utah. I'm trying to blank on his name. I just watched it this morning, too. I taped it and watched it this morning. Okay, that first dunk yeah. that he does off the first backboard yeah. catches it, dunk for yeah. the second, Yep, was absolutely insane. Yep. That, to me, was where you go, that's a 50-point dunk. And that fucking Khalid. Dude, is that, what is that? DJ Khalid, who looks like he, he couldn't shoot a basket to save his life as the guy giving eights him and nine. nines all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, I loved them paying tribute to the old school guys yep. wearing the different uniforms. I loved Larry Nance 
incorporating his father into it yep. from doing the dunks to doing the different uniforms. Um, I love the kid who used uh, the Black Panther. I saw Black Panther That's on Friday. Funny, wasn't it? I thought that was great. Dave, I, I, Donovan Mitchell's the kid you're looking for. Donovan Mitchell fucking bringing Kevin Hart out yeah. and going over him. I thought Larry Nance was great, really good, and kind of probably weird for him to be back in Staples Center as a member of the Cavs. Yeah. But that fucking kid, Donovan Mitchell, I was like, he when he was like, it's over, and he kept saying it's over, yeah. it was over. He should have had a 50 on that first dunk yep. off the back. If you didn't see it, he had the main backboard where he was dunking, but he brought a second backboard that was about 10 feet to the right, and it looked like about six feet behind. And he threw the basketball off of that and caught it and then dunked. Yeah. Larry Nance bounced it off the backboard in midair, catches it, and dunks. Yeah. Uh, some of the things athletically they were doing, like you almost had to see the replay to have a you full had to see appreciation. Yeah, all of them to appreciate all of them. The tomahawk yeah. and some of those guys. Yeah. My God. I'm gl- so glad to hear you say that because Loved the last. It. Three Loved years it. have been outstanding, and anyone who wants to talk about the Jordan Dominic Wilkins, I'm telling you, these guys are better. These guys are, are yeah. better. They're, they're more, they're more to the imagination with these guys. I was really impressed. I enjoyed it. I, I did the three point contest and all that stuff. The skills competition it, that's different, but the slam dunk contest is always what people want. That's why it goes last. Yeah. And did your kids love it? That's what I was going to ask. We you. went crazy. Okay. We that's went cool. cr- like I. They were watching it, but I actually was the one, like. Making noise, yeah, <laughs> just where you're like, oh, like amazing. I I just was like, oh, that's fantastic. That's cool, and and just yeah, yeah. I love those guys. Yeah. I thought the whole thing from from the four guys that I didn't, other than Larry Nance, I, I didn't know anything about the other three guys. Um, Dennis Dennis Scott Jr. No, it was or Dennis, Dennis Smith, Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Scott's yeah. the announcer. He was announcing. He, he was play. cracking he was in me up. Three point contest a long time ago. Yeah, Dennis Scott yeah. was funny, cracking me up, <laughs> asking uh, asking uh, Mark Wahlberg yeah. what he knew about a fifty and all those kind of things. But um, I, I just thought the whole presentation was really fun. But but those uh, guys that participated, I thought were great. Cool. Loved it. Yeah, good for them. Your kids looking forward to the game, the actual NBA All Star game. I came down early okay. today. Yeah, good. came down. We're doing it early. Today, just to watch the All-Star game tonight. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think, too, having just been in that building, having just, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit, two weeks That's ago. That's true. They, they have exact feel for what it feels like. To yeah, be to be there and, and watching the whole thing. But um, tonight it's Steph Curry's team against LeBron's, LeBron's team. team, right? Yeah, this is where they made the mistake, I thought, is they didn't televise – they didn't televise as far as them picking the team. Steph Curry didn't want them to televise. To protect egos? To protect egos. But that would have been a huge ratings deal. You know, yeah. I mean, you know how players freak out when Madden comes out and they don't like their number? If all of a sudden Steph Curry, let's say, has a pick and he passes on Durant, his own teammate, mm-hmm. or LeBron passes on a, you know, a teammate and he gets you know, someone else, you want to know, how did it work? What, what were they thinking? And, and he, of course, everybody wants to be the first guy chosen. Durant yeah. wants to be the first guy. and. Clay Thompson wants to be one of the guys. Wow. And the whole, how do you protect your guys? I understand why Steph Curry did it. Yeah. But for the NBA, they missed a huge chance to uh, get people to follow what was going on. I know I would have watched. I would have watched that. I would have found it fascinating. Man, if I'm one of those two captains, I'm like, no, we did it the right way. Yeah, of course. We, we did but it. But F you. It's not about you. It's about the fans. Yeah. 
Just, uh, just watch. Then say it. I don't want to be a captain. Say you know what I don't want to be. Yeah. A captain. I, I, I don't have the balls to do it. That's basically what it comes down to. Watching everything that's gone down the last couple of weeks in the NBA since the trade deadline, yeah. and Isaiah Thomas or the balls or anything else, right? It all seems like it circles back around the Lakers. I loved what Kobe said the other day too, and I'm I'm not a big Kobe Bryant fan. I thought what Kobe said the other day was great when he said you have to be a certain mindset to be a member of the Lakers. And whoever conducted the interview said, will you do any recruiting on behalf of the Lakers? And he said, if you need me to recruit you to come yeah. here, then you're not cut out to be a member of this organization. I couldn't I, agree more. I, almost, I thought that was badass. I what, thought that was cool. Yeah, I liked it. I couldn't agree more. And I also felt like it's the same thing with the New York Yankees. You know, sure. We've seen it. We saw Ed Whitson go from San Diego to New York yeah. and it didn't work out. But it, you almost need to be in that mindset of, do you have what it takes to sit there and be the leader of a major market? And for the for the NBA, they know the Lakers are the number one team. And for Major League Baseball, we know the Yankees are the number one team. Yeah. Can I, you do it? I thought that was cool. I thought that was cool as a veteran guy that is liked by a lot of, whether it's Paul George, LeBron, Clay Thompson, who at Kawhi, yeah. whoever it is, I think Kobe, in his own way, laid down the gauntlet and said, are you up for it? Are you up to be a Laker? Are you up to follow in the foot path, uh, in the path that, that Jerry West and Elgin Baylor established that magic and Kareem took to the next level. And then what me and Shaq took, are you up for that? Exactly. Cause if you have to ask me why I should come here, then I don't think you are. I thought, yeah, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm not a Laker fan, yeah, but no, no, I, I, I appreciate that. You know, it's it's interesting also is that Magic gets criticized a lot because he opens his mouth and chasing these free agents you know, yeah. that you aren't supposed to be talking about. But if you're Magic and you're the Lakers, you couldn't be happier with the weather big. the last three days. Oh, the, the weather right now in Southern California is incredible. When so many people are going through the rains or the mm-hmm. snow to say, look, if this doesn't sell you, you know, to go look what we deal with year-round, it's a big deal. I mean, it could have been a rainy weekend and kind of sucked. But it's uh, the weather's been outstanding, and that's what Kareem said when he was in Milwaukee. He said, "I just got tired of freezing my ass off." Yeah, he goes, "It just got just to be too damn cold." Yeah, I, I get that, but I, I I just think what how Kobe laid it out yeah. was pretty cool. Um, final thing for me, and then whatever you got. Saw Black Panther on Friday. Okay, I wanted to ask you. Fuck man, that was great. Was it? It was. It was great, and and I'm not. I, I don't You're know. You're a superhero guy. No. I, I am, though. I, my, my kids and I, it's one of those things. I, I should say my youngest son and I especially, it's one of those things that we, we kind of bond over is the Spider-Man yeah. movies, the Superman movies. Well, there's never really been one where you go, there's a person of color. A, in a lead role. Yeah. B, in a support role. In any role. Yeah. And the, the entire cast, Forrest Whitaker, Michael B. Jordan, Angela Bassett, uh, the kid, the main kid, and I, I screw up his name all the time. He's the guy who played Jackie Robinson, 42. Fuck, is he good? Uh, and then, yeah, uh, Kendrick Lamar did the soundtrack. Uh, we enjoyed it. Was it was really good. Yeah, we enjoyed it. We saw it. Um, our company does a lot of stuff with Marvel. And so when these movies come out, we had a half day on Friday. Half day, and the, the company took, the, took everybody. Uh, the entire staff to the movies. So we went out to, uh, I always thought it was Sinopolis, but then you hear the promo, here at Sinopolis. You're like, what? <laughs> What'd you just fucking call it? It was Eric Cosmer doing the voice? Yeah. 
<laughs> but man, you're in that reclining seat, yeah. and it's the crazy sound system. Yeah, it was really fun. That's cool. And and I I just thought that's cool, man. It's good to yeah. see uh, some corners are getting turned. Where you, yeah, they'll make they'll make part two of that, part three. That's cool. Boy, those those Marvel guys, huh? All of a sudden, between Iron is it, Man, is Stanley Cap- involved in this? Stanley shows up. Really? Yeah, he shows up. He shows up in a scene in every one of them. <laughs> yeah, he shows up. He's in there, makes a cameo. But, in his nineties um, now, man. Shit, but yeah, all those guys. Yeah. where you go? Okay, these are these are established actors, and they're all part of this huge project. God, it killed it too. What I see for uh, for the weekend. Yeah. And, and I don't know why they said. I guess it came out maybe on Thursday. No, how long had it been out? I thought it just came out this weekend. Unless I made a mistake, I thought it came out on Friday. No, I I feel like it's been out. Okay, well, I got a ton maybe it of came hype. out on Thursday. Okay, but it made like two hundred million. Wow. And and I mean that I saw the numbers yeah. yesterday, so it's on including what it did yesterday today. And I know a lot of people are off tomorrow, but shit, man, it's just fun. Action, cool. good good drama, storylines, the whole thing. Yeah, it was cool. Oh, that's really cool. All right, last thing I'll, uh, I I got, unless something always pops up after we do a commercial, but uh, I, I was coaching th- this weekend with uh, with Brett Boone. And nice. so I was, asking, I was asked stories about different guys he might have faced in the major league. So the question came up about Randy Johnson. What's it like mm. to bat against Randy Johnson? He goes, ah, Randy, he, he owned me. Randy always had me. He's, he was intimidating and hard to hit, and his location was so good. And he goes, but one day in spring training, he goes, I hit a home run off of Randy Johnson, and he starts following me around the bases, yelling at me. He says as he's rounding the bases, he goes, that doesn't count. It does today, Randy. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, but Randy Johnson was so competitive, he didn't like even giving up home runs in spring training. He didn't want to hear any part of it. He didn't like it, and and that's just one of those things. Remember Nolan Ryan would throw at you if you try to bunt on him? Yeah. Yeah, it's a Randy Johnson, same kind of mentality. Man, I I think baseball-wise – that that's a storyline right there. You let Joe Girardi go. Yeah. After being what a game away from the World Series, weren't you pretty much a game away? Yeah. And now game you, seven. Yeah, and now you've got uh, John Carlos Stanton coming into that lineup, right, with Judge. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's the Yankees, and I know he's a smart guy, baseball guy. AJ Hinch in a column written by Kevin Kernan talked about how brilliant he thinks Aaron Boone is and that he thinks Aaron's going to be great as a manager. But shit, Dave, the the curve for Aaron Boone is so small because of who you are managing. If he is managing the Detroit Tigers or the Marlins, you're going to have a little breathing room to figure out, hey, what should I do in this situation? If I make a move in the fifth, will it affect me one way or the other in the eighth? You You have no room no margin of error being the manager of the yankees it's interesting his bench coach is josh bard yeah is that strange who has no experience at all being a manager you expect him to go with you think like an old guy remember when don zimmer and joe sure. were together but josh bard was the bullpen coach for the dodgers the last few years now uh nevin's there nevin's there yeah he's a third base coach a minor league manager but when you're the third base coach offensively you can't you, you don't have the ability to communicate I think that's a big story. It, it's interesting. You know, it's funny you brought that up. Is last night someone came up to Brett and a kid, hey, are you Aaron Boone's brother? And mm. Brett looked at me and I was like, is that the first time you've ever heard that? He goes, it's happened a lot lately, but never before. 
Yeah. You know, like, you know, Brett was the one who had the better career. Mm-hmm. Brett was the one who was yeah. more well known. And all of a sudden, are you Aaron Boone? And Brett's brother? older. Yeah, and Brett's older. And so he said, he just looked at me, and the, the kid felt bad. And, and Brett said, "Hope I don't make that kid feel bad by, by not acknowledging." Because he looked at me like, "Can you believe this shit?" <laughs> like, yeah. like that. And uh, and he, he was cool. He signed autographs and stuff for the for the guys. But he goes at the same time. You had this discussion too. You, you said you love it when you go to the, your kid's school and they go, "Are you you Caden Jackson, you know, dad?" And, it's all and, I want to be, right? Yeah, now. And, and and me too. I love it when people say they know me as you know Josh or Jake's dad, mm-hmm. not. Hey, uh, the other way around from the radio. You know, yeah. The radio is so minor in our lives on so how important Completely. it is compared to our kids. But uh, he says, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool, man. Aaron's in a, in a good situation right now. Good. Um, maybe it's just because it's been a rough 2018. Yeah. I I swear I think there's something going on with Lee Sand. <laughs> what are you talking about? What am I missing? I, I've never been that guy, and I'm still not. But it just feels like there's there's a part of the story that I may yeah. not know. Like you see these pictures with her, and you go, "Man, I are they doing it?" <laughs> as long as she doesn't have plans for a different Christmas party, you're going to be okay. You think saying she's not going to be faithful? I think something's going on. You think uh, you think that Johnny Sins that was once the pool boy that's now the cable guy is up to no good? <laughs> I was like, holy shit, with everything going on uh, for both of us, God, she is on fire. She looks outstanding, too. It's so funny. You and I become the mouthpieces for Lisa and Nicole Eggert. I I was asked twice this weekend, hey, what's going on, Nicole Eggert? I was like, man, what are you asking me for? Two two completely different (laughs) situations. That that Nicole Eggert story, uh, it's not like we know her well. She's nice enough. Yeah, to, we knew her better than we did a year ago, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. She's nice enough to like us, uh, our posts on uh, social media, which, by the way, I have no idea why I even opened up a Facebook page. I knew you page were about yet. to say that. Why? Oh, so many people are sucks. glad you're back. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm, not, uh, I'm not posting anything. Yeah. I'm really not. Um, boy, that, that to me just jumped the shark. It really did. I brought a Facebook page back, and it just jumped the shark. And maybe it's just because I added people this time that I didn't have the yeah. first time, and maybe that's it. I feel um, it's a weird analogy. I feel like the new kid at school, <laughs> where really? you go, yeah, because where you go, I don't, I don't feel like I know really any of the people. Yeah, like I, I don't really know the people. I don't really know the stories, and maybe that's just because I don't know. But it, it feels you feel you feel like you're completely on the outside looking in. I I don't I have an Instagram account. There's no reason to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> um, I had to go through on Instagram and eliminate because when I set it up, yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, well, this looks interesting and this looks interesting, and then you see and it's some 24 year old chick with her rack hanging out, and I'm like, oh shit, I better not be at <laughs> that work. That is interesting. Yeah. But after like 10 of them, you're like, okay, I got to calm down on that. But Instagram to me, and maybe it's the algorithm for, the, maybe that's yeah. the thing. The algorithm for both of those where I where I see the same thing over and over again because somebody comments and you just don't feel it. Could just be that my, personally, you're, yeah. you're trying to sort some things out and maybe that makes you 
less interested. But I swear, Dave, like on those two social media things, and and I I've never had Snapchat, so I I've never used it in my life. Um, it, it's not Instagram. I was never into. Yeah. But there is a part of me where you go, man. Facebook used to be kind of fun. It used to be kind of fun, and it was a fun thing to communicate what was going on. Maybe it was just because I was talking about what was going on with my kids. But I felt like I got something else out of it, not just, hey, this is us at the park or something at a game. Um, I felt like I would connect with other people. And now yep. um, the the whole thing, the whole social media, and, and maybe it's, it's Parkdale. We didn't talk about Florida at all. Um, and that's such a hard topic. It's and I don't. It's not about guns or politicians or mental illness. You know why I can't talk about that? Because I'm a dad. Yeah, of course. I I just cannot talk about Sandy Hook because my kids were in kindergarten. We got we left 1090. I was so angry and so frustrated with everything going on at 1090. But my kids were in kindergarten at that point. And that week, um, we ended on a Friday, and that first week, I was taking my kids every morning to school. Yeah. And honestly, I was like, this is not who I want to be. I don't want to be the guy who takes his fucking kids to school every day. I just don't. I like being at work. I love picking them up every day. I don't want to be the guy dropping them off. And that Friday, shortly after, I think we ended on December 7th. 7th, and I think that was December 12th. If I if I have those I days right. right, and man, that's Sandy Hook, and those kids were kindergartners, and like uh, it's my son said to me today, he goes, "How you doing?" I go, "I'm probably as sad personally now as I've ever been in my life." But I remind myself that I'm able to see my son; he's yep. close. I said to him the other night, <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, he's ten, yeah, but I could talk to him about everything." And I said, "You know, when this first came down." My plan was to get in the car and just drive east. I was just going to drive east and see where the fuck I ended up. But I said, but then I reminded myself that you could pick up the phone and call me and be like, I need you. And then what am I going to do if I'm in fucking Fargo? Yeah. Shit. Be like Steve Martin and the jerk just on yeah. the corner. Yeah. Yeah. The corner of That's the street. <laughs> and, uh, you know, David, it was, it's still heartbreaking to me. There's there's grief and there's pain for everybody, and I'm feeling it. But goddamn, man, I can see my kids tonight. Yeah, and that's why Parkdale. I, I just I think we I think we lose touch as a society, and I I understand there's anger and there's frustration, and you fucking hate Trump and Rubio and all these other dickheads that are in. And fuck uh, fucking John McCain too. Fucking sick of his bullshit. He used to he, be my favorite. He's disappointed he's a me a lot. Fucking hypocrite. I'm sorry. It has nothing to do with what he did as a hero. Two completely separate things. I have the ability to separate what he did as a politician and what he did. I don't believe because he was a war hero, we should give him a fucking free pass to take NRA money. Uh, sorry. Fuck you if you think he should. I don't give a shit what you think. But. That Parkdale thing this week in, in their high school, you got a kid not far. You got two kids not far from that age. And I just I just looked at it and I go, I just cannot imagine as a parent. And I hope none of us ever have to. I'm, no. I'm like that's why it's just like I, I never say this is the worst fill in the blank. 
Yeah. Because it feels like as soon as you know what tomorrow's going to do, yeah. somebody, whoever you believe in, is like, oh, really? Oh, really? You think that's your worst day? Um, and so you go, yeah, a lot of people are grieving. But I just, I, I wish we could take a step back and before we have that debate, think about the friends, the teachers, um, the parents, yep. the coaches. Coaches, police officers involved. The the police officers that had to go into yep. that scene. Um I just think we should we should focus on them. And I'm with that you, 100%. should be the, that should be where we go. And stop telling me this isn't the time. We need to let, give them time to grieve. Enough of that. That's always the line to get you to forget. Yeah. You know, you act while while the iron's hot. Yeah. I mean, there was there was a video, and I don't know who shot it, how it got out. They were shooting in the classroom. Like, yeah. shooting videos, sorry. And as this video's leaving, here's a, a student. Yeah. A kid, dead on the floor. And I just, uh, God damn, man. I, I, I'm not interested in... in my political beliefs being a part of this podcast, I just I I grieve so much for for all of them. Kids are innocent. That's what it is, and that's what's fr- so frustrating. Is that right now yeah. we have a major problem with with yeah. people hunting our children, and it's, it's it's so frustrating. It makes you so angry, and it bothers you because you know in a month you're gonna want to be talking about it again, if not sooner. Uh, I just I can't fucking stand when they hide behind the thoughts and prayers. Yeah. I just can't. I I, I can't. But. But for me, I'm like, okay, there there are people that can fight that battle. Yeah, that that mom and dad, older brother, younger brother, sisters, like I said, neighbors, where those kids are gone. Yeah, that neighborhood is now in the same breath as Columbine and Sandy Hook and way too many more. Holy shit! Holy, and that that's just what I look at. I go, doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. It's a bipartisan issue, man. These fucking kids that did nothing more than than go to school yeah. and see their buddies. Um, it just it fucking broke my heart. You know, it's interesting. My wife's in in education, yeah, and she had to go through a whole training, and her staff did yep. too on, on this whole deal the other day. And it was interesting that which was saying that you know if if, if it happens in your school, um, don't go running into the corner and then basically open up in a straight line to make it easy. Basically, they say now get near the door, get almost in a in a semicircle, and then jump the person once they come in. Because by the time that door opens, they don't have time to put the rifle down. Yeah, and and start shooting. But they said the whole class just attacked that guy. Now I don't know if people are brave enough to do it. Your initial reaction is going to be to run when someone has a weapon. I was I was, was tongue in cheek with my my son who graduated. My youngest son graduated high school, so I don't have any kids in school right now. But I was saying. I'd probably pull this move if I was in school. I, I was saying I would literally probably keep a ketchup packet in my pocket. I'd put it on my face, side of my head, and I would just lay on the ground like you already got me. And just so you don't shoot me Man. again. I don't know what I would do. I'd panic because your industry is not to run towards a guy with a gun. Ever. Yeah. Ever. And who's so, already jacked up on yeah. adrenaline and who knows yeah. what else. And I got I mean, again, it's crazy we're thinking about this, right? But it happens over and Often. over again to the point something has to has to change. Take politics out of it. You can't tell me people are against kids. You can't take the side where I'm in favor of uh, yeah. a lunatic with well, a gun I'm, over I'm cashing, an innocent kid. You're cashing a check. You're cashing a check from these guys, from these lobbyists. I mean, that's the problem. Maybe the problem isn't so much the gun laws. Maybe the problem is that we're allowing our political process allows candidates to take yeah. 
that much money from special interest groups. Maybe that changes shit. Maybe when you're like, hey, you know what? You can't take $3.4 million from the NRA. Yeah. And, and we play on a more even playing field. That's when shit changed. Oh, whoa, 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 what happened, Marco? Wait a minute. Now all of a sudden you hate the AK-15 because you just took a $5 million hit, John McCain? You just took a hit? Any of the other guys that take money? Um, yeah, I, I think that's how do you start it? You start it by saying, you know what? We're going to eliminate blood money. We're going to eliminate blood money because this is blood money. We're no longer going to take their money. And then once we stop doing that, there was a guy the other day that um, plays for the New York Islanders. Yeah. They had a GoFundMe page started to raise enough money to make the Islanders aware that they wanted to fire their GM, Garth Snow. When they raised whatever the amount was, five grand, ten grand, it doesn't matter, they came to this player and they said, we're going to take all this money that we raised and we're going to give it to your charity. And he said, I'm not taking it. Yeah. He said, I'm not taking that money because Garth Snow drafted me. That That's dirty money to me. It's not quite the same when a guy's talking about a job and you have kids losing their lives. But when you stop accepting blood money, then we can have a legitimate conversation. Because right now, you're, you're a fucking liar because you're biased, because they're financing your campaign. Put that money away, and then let's see. I, I bet a lot of shit changes. That, if I had any say in anything, I'd say, don't worry about the guns today. Worry about the lobbyists and that money. Let's get that shit out. Let's, you and me run against each other with no dirty money, and if you win, you win, I win, I win. But but let's tell them, keep their fucking money. Yeah, they got to change a lot of things as far as the, the whole election process goes, including for me, one of the things that drives me nuts is when let, whatever president's in office, this isn't a Republican mm-hmm. or Democrat thing, but let's say o- o- Obama's in office mm-hmm. and he's going to he's going to run again in, in a year and a half, two years, mm-hmm. he starts campaigning yeah. for those two years. Well, wait a second. Your job right now is to represent yeah. us as Americans to be in office. Don't spend yeah. the last two years trying to get the next four years. Do your goddamn job. Well, even when he has um, won the second term, but then when he spends the last 18 months campaigning for Hillary yeah. or... And, that or goes, and that, again, it goes for every party. It's oh, sure. not that. I mean, it's it's going to be the same thing with the Republicans. It's been this way forever. But it yeah. drives me nuts. Wait a second. Do your job. Yeah. You aren't doing your job right now. Yeah. Send somebody else out there. Yeah. Since yeah. somebody else out there is right. Hey, again, Sunday, right before the All-Star game, we had a chance to knock this one out, get a chance to talk a little Padre baseball. It was exciting to talk about Eric Hosmer. But want to thank the great people that help out this podcast, and we encourage you to help out the people that support it and keep this podcast going, including the people over at Happy Plumbing. Look, happyplumbing.com. I tell you, it's the easiest way to get a hold of them, but I will give you the phone number. This is the number you should have on your phone right now, 619 619- Four three three four nine four three six one nine four three three four nine four three. Twenty four hour service, seven days a week. Free estimates. What mm. else could he ask for? Upfront flat rate pricing. Never an overtime charge. No travel charges. Courteous. Uniform professionals. They're licensed and insured. These are the guys you need to call when really you're in a bad spot. We all know you need a plumber when you at least want to call a plumber. But the guys at Happy Plumbing, everything is going on. Funny, I was talking to my neighbor today, and we were we were just talking about different issues, and I said. Back in 08, 09, something like that, the main line went. The main line went in, in our units, and it caused so much damage. It, it could be, Dave, why you need to know Blake's number is 
it could be something as simple as the garbage disposal's not working or I've got a water pressure issue. But what if the goddamn main line goes yeah. and you have to deal with that kind of damage? Um, just changing things out. It could be something where you go, no, you know what? Knock on wood. We're fine, but we would like to change this vanity out. We've got an old, we've, we've made changes to our bathroom. But now I want the toilet that we have in here is 40 years old. And I, I want something that looks nicer. Maybe... You can call them for the right reason, not the wrong reason. Call them where you say, well, again, we've been lucky enough that things are working. We just want to make some cosmetic changes. Yep. Free estimates are so big. Give them a call. And please make sure you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Absolutely. Right now there's a special $99. They'll clean any drain, any drain you have right now. $99. The guys over at Happy Plumbing doing great things over there. Brian Curry, of course, he's the guy. Big. Man, I tell you, you want to talk about a big weekend for guys like Brian Curry. This is the time. You have a four-day weekend. You say, man, here's my chance to go around the county and look at some new houses. Say, well, where am I going to move next? What am I going to do, whether I'm upsizing, downsizing? Brian Curry is your guy. He's familiar with every area of San Diego. He's been in business for a long time, more than 20 years, and he's uh, the guy that will help you out as well. 619-251-1588. You know why I love Curry? Curry, Barkley, Blake have become friends they become family to us yes but they also have such a great working relationship together and i love the deal that brian's got going right now if you buy a house with brian he's going to give you a gift card one of the other whichever you want happy plumbing or barkley landscaping and then at the end of the day move-in day everybody goes to cali comfort for ribs that's the deal That's he's awesome. got going right now. That's awesome. So you could move in. I just mentioned the fact. Maybe you move in, and believe me, I'll be in the housing market in the next couple of weeks. When I go, you got You guys know, man. Has anybody ever walked into any property and go, well, this is a turnkey property. It may be the carpets are fucked up, the floors fucked up, the bathrooms are screwed up. Brian is saying, look, we're going to... I'm going to find the yep. house for you. I'm going to get you in the house. I'm going to give you a gift card to get you started either with your landscaping or your plumbing. And then at the end, we're all going to Cali Comfort for lunch. I absolutely admire that. I love that. I couldn't be more proud to tell you why, how much we appreciate Brian Curry and his support for this podcast. Uh, just fantastic. What I said, Dave, and you'll appreciate this. You and I will not attempt to help at all with the plumbing. No. We've already seen what happens when you attempt to help with the landscaping. Yes. But I have said, if anybody takes advantage of that and our schedules allow it, you and I will show up at Cali Comfort. We will. And I mean that sincerely. Yes. If you buy a house and podcast and you're going, and don't worry, Sean, you lunatic, Walchef <laughs> at Cali Comfort, we'll bring money. But if you do that and you found these guys through the podcast and you buy a house through that and everything else, we will we will come out there and we will see it. I just I think that's the coolest thing. They're all working together, and I I just it makes me so proud. I think it's great. If you're in the real estate market again, I Brian am. Curry's number. Well, you write this down. You put it in your phone. Six one nine two five one one five eight eight six one nine two five one one five eight eight. Hi, Brian. It's Chef Dotseth. I heard about you on the Dave and Jeff podcast. Big fan <laughs> of that show. I've never missed one.
And then there's this madman. This is madman. Ryan Barkley and the guys over at Barkley Landscape. And Ryan and his dad, Scott, doing fantastic things. I know you don't follow Snapchat, but the other day. What was the video? Did, was okay. that the video where he was in trouble? What was he in trouble for? I couldn't get it. I didn't figure it out. It's so funny. Ryan's when he's getting in the Scott, truck, right? Yeah, he's getting he's getting in the truck, and Ryan and is is a guy in his twenties, and he has oh, okay. he has the phone out. He's Snapchatting his dad, and his dad, you know, no way he has Snapchat. Yeah, and I mean, thirty five years this this company's been in business, Barkley Landscaping, and he's just videotaping his dad, and his dad's pissed, and he goes, "I saw you," and he goes, "What did you see? I saw you big time in me. I don't need it. What do you mean? I see the way you're looking at me. You're looking at me with disrespect." <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about, old man? And his dad's so irritated. Like, he gave him the stare down like John Gruden. He swears he didn't. But it was so funny to me that they have this working relationship that, you know, you talk about a father-son relationship. These guys work with each other every single day. But Scott got this thing going for 35 years. Ryan's now a big part of it. And he's the guy whose phone number I give all the time in 619-669-8000. And those guys do everything. You name it. Family owned and operated, which I love. Yep. Free estimates also. Commercial, residential, maintenance, artificial turf sod installation, lawn restoration. Anything having to do with outside of your house, you have to call the people over at Barkley Landscaping. Yeah, it's not too bad now because we're here in the middle of February. It's kind of cool out. There's a breeze. Talk of rain coming this week. But... Um, first off, the father-son thing is just the coolest. Yep. It's just the coolest. We don't talk enough about that. But uh, I was talking to my own son that it, we're four weeks away from, from changing the clocks again. Yeah. And then you change the clocks, the days become longer, and guess what happens? All of a sudden, the moisture goes away. We're, we're back kind of fighting the dry air. Why not get ahead of it right now? Get ahead of it and figure out whatever is happening with those water bills that's making it insane just the free estimate. Have Ryan come out. Have Scott come out. Talk to him. Say, look, this is the property I have. I want to save money, but I want to look good as well. Man, you, you don't stay in business for 35 days if you don't have it figured out. That's why they're around for 35 years. Ryan's number again, 619-669-8000. All right. Um, mentioning Sean Walchiff at Cali Comfort reminds me that I mentioned this uh, on Twitter this week. And I, I mean this. We are going to do our first live podcast coming out to Cali Comfort. Okay. Um, Bill Center has already committed that he will be there. Sweet. Jim Trotter has already committed that he will be there. Awesome. But we want you there. We really do. Um, It has been, God, when this started last year, um, we're about one year in right now. I wasn't working Monday through Friday. Um, and I, there was, it's just been such a crazy, crazy year. Yep. And through that time from, it was shortly after the chargers too. That's the other thing. When we started, the chargers had only been gone for about a month and, but Mark was here and CS was here and then we did different things. Bub, right. I mean, it feels like years ago that we were hanging out in Bubba's garage, one beer, Bub, and now, uh, with all the changes that are going on, uh, I think Dave would say the same. A lot of you have reached out in the last couple of weeks and said how much this podcast means to you. I, I think that's great. I would say how much the support that we've gotten from this podcast means to me and Dave. Yes, without a doubt. You're and right. we would like to just go, Sean was awesome at Cali Comfort. and said, dude, come bring it here. 
So it's not a, a pity party. It's just, we're just going to go and hang. We're, we'll do the podcast live uh, so you can see it. I don't know how it'll work, but we'll worry about that shit later. Um, and we'll go out, and you can have some some good food, good friends, the whole thing. So the first, I don't know how often we'll do it. I was going to say the first annual live podcast. It would be nice if we could get to a spot where we could do four a year, do them quarterly. But we're going to work it out schedule-wise. Dave, what do you think, man? Because cool. you and I'm I sit in. here in the garage. Yeah. We don't know who's listening. No, I love it when people come up and say, I listen to the podcast all the time. It had it happen to me a lot this week, and it was really cool. Yeah, and and God dang, uh, Alan Horton reached out this week. Josh Rosenberg reached out this week. So many guys. Uh, Jojo Tarantino, all all the guys, plus all of you um, that, that are out there and check in. It, it, every day gets a little easier. Yeah, it does. Right, right now is the toughest time. But each day gets a little easier. Your support has been great. And like I said, I know from a personal level that I have the benefit of going, when I leave here, going and picking up my sons and watching the All-Star game tonight. It'll be a hard night tonight because it's the first night since they've been born. I don't live in that house tonight. But I still have them. Yep. I still see them. And for all the people in Parkdale or anywhere else, man, the, the parents that have lost kids, I, I just my heart breaks for you. My heart absolutely breaks for you. I know Dave's does too. But uh, we'll come back down. We'll come down tomorrow and do a President's Day edition. Cool. And we'll figure it all out. We'll talk about uh, the All-Star game and shit. Who knows what else? We never know. Good deal. Thanks for listening, everybody.